fuck off. We're self-isolating. Hello, welcome to Living La Vida Lockdown, uh, the technically played live comedy chat show. Uh, hopefully you can hear everyone now. We're here. I'm here with my guest, Liam Withnail. Hello. And Sarah Callahan. Hello. And live from his carava caravan. Fuck, I fucked up saying it. <laughs> Fuck. Live from his caravan is Will Duggan. Start again. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a fourth time. <laughs> Oh, God, this has been an absolute fucking shambles thus far. But hopefully, right, in chat, uh, if you're watching this, <laughs> drop a comment if you can hear everyone, because I, I am losing my fucking mind on the tech issues here. We if you can fuck off, Liam. Like, <laughs> you are not as quiet as you think you are. I heard you fucking breathing. You can piss right off. Right, we we're like, normally I do a nice little bit of an introductory chat about where you're locked down, but I've already talked to you for about 40 minutes. Uh, like, you know, like Liam's in Edinburgh, Will's in his caravan. Sarah, where are you, actually? Like, tell, me, tell me about your I'm in. Lockdown. I'm in. Uh, I'm in at my mum's house. Oh, nice. So you got out of the city because mm -hmm. you live in London, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was. I was happy to get away from it. It's actually really nice here. So uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in a good place. Good. Glad to hear it, mate. Yeah, I think escaping to the country is the way to go currently. Well, I made a TV show about it. <laughs> did several, I believe, several. Like, uh, so where have you parked your caravan, Will? Uh, it's parked in Walthamstow, East London. On the third floor of an apartment block, why not? <laughs> Are you from East London? No. No, I'm from Kettering. Yeah. Right, okay. I am from okay. East Eastish London. Uh, have you Whereabouts? ever ventured, have you ventured to Dagenham? Oh no. hello. But I'm aware of Dagenham and Redbridge. Yeah, it's a proper so think of the shittest bit of Walthamstow, and then that is uh better than Dagenham. Fair enough. Well I'm from Kettering, which is uh That's posh in here. No, no, it's not. It sounds posh, and my voice sounds like it's posh. Yeah. But uh, it's not. It's like one of those. It was a shoe town. They used to make shoes. It's one of those that, like, when the industry all left. Are you, are you a football mm. team called the Cobblers? That's Northampton. Oh which right, is the next that... town over. Oh, so they took it, so you couldn't have that. So like, no, but Northamptonshire. Oh, Northamptonshire it's shoe is county. Like... It's shoe county. Yeah, so like, uh, right. Rushton, do you know Rushton and Diamonds football team? Yeah, aware of them, yeah, yeah. They used to make Doc Martins. The factory used to be, like, right next to their grounds. Then, obviously, it went out to Asia. <sighs> Timpsons, Kettering, Lokes. Oh, Timpsons are a good company. Good eggs, them. Yeah. They've been paying yeah. paying all their staff. They, ha they hire a lot of prisoners, and uh, they, they, get, do, yeah. they, they get them copying people's door keys. It seems, <laughs> seems, seems legit. Seems legit. But yeah, Barkers and Lokes, that's Kettering. The Poppies is our football team. The Poppies? Why is that? Do you have a lot of heroin in the area? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure Kettering isn't posh? Acaster is from Kettering, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They love yeah. him there, man. Yeah, have they you do done that gig in the church there? They've got I like, have. It's, like, it's mad, yeah. isn't it? They do that thing at the end where you got to pretend to die. Yeah, it's weird. Work? I've not done it for years. I run a gig in Kettering, uh, Frank mm. Fraskin. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's so... Being a comedian who is not unsuccessful, but there are many levels of success ahead of me, and having James Acaster in your fucking shadow is like, oh, when are you going to fuck off? Never. He, he's not in your shadow, mate. No, I mean, he's... Yeah. You're, well, you're very much in his. Not, si not size-wise. <laughs> that is true. You could block him out. Like, Is there anyone else famous from your hometown? The most famous person from my hometown is the keyboard player from Simply Red. So I think I've got this locked. Um, uh, I, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Woods from my area. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, Hugh um, Dennis? Never met him. Hugh Dennis. Oh, yeah. He's Ketron. Yeah. Oh, and you're trying to say this isn't posh. you got fucking Hugh Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Prince Charles. He's from here. But there's uh, only one Lord... <laughs> The nearest Waitrose is actually in Rushton. So... <laughs> Um, I was the only comedian from Dagenham <laughs> for a very long time, and then a guy called Jamali Maddox turned Oh, me. that prick. Well, yeah. here we go, right? Actually, let me tell you, I went to see him because I'd heard there's a comedian from Dagenham, and then I went and watched him, and he was obviously brilliant, and I spoke to him after, and he'd done all this stuff on stage about being like a young black guy in Dagenham, et cetera, et cetera. I spoke to him after. I said, hey, I'm from Dagenham, and he said, I'm not really from there. I'm from the town next door, but no one knows that. Well, James oh, Aikos, what a fraud! Cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, he's, he's not even black. James Acaster was brought up in Geddington. Oh, <laughs> mate, this is this is a, this is a scandal. We're, we're breaking Michael shit Oduwale. down. Michael Oduwale is actually from Dagenham. We went to the same primary school. All right, he's legit then. He's legit. He counts. These are all people that hope I'm, I've I have messaged to come on the show who have not replied. So, <laughs> uh, Jamali and Michael, pull your fucking fingers out. <laughs> they're not watching. No, they're, they're, not, watching. they're not fucking. Wa- <laughs> they're gonna be. Kay Curd was watching a minute ago. He was the one telling me off for not having any sound coming out. But you know, everyone, yeah, everyone's very fucking bored at the moment. Kay's on the show tomorrow, actually. Like, I'll be honest with you guys, like, you are very much a fluffer for tomorrow. Like, the fucking hell, dog in. <laughs> what are you using? I'm rocking the caravan. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you using as a phone stand currently? Uh, the box for the Blockbusters game. <laughs> Can we also see where that microphone's plugged into, please, Will? Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well it makes you look, look it makes you look really slick it makes you look it's just for the look of the thing <laughs> the microphone's uh, built into my headphones oh uh, that's beautiful like <coughs> so what have you been doing you three for like uh to keep entertained what have you got like a routine or are you just on chaos mode um every morning i wake up and i go onto twitch and I stream uh, me doing the Guardian Daily Crossword and people join in and they help me solve it. And it sounds shit. <laughs> but it's good. Mate, we're in times of crisis. People will watch any old bollocks at the moment. And you you know are totally fine. And about it? The sound works every day. <laughs> well, you can get fucked, right? <laughs> Absolutely fuck you. Like, I, I, I have bitten off more than I can technically chew. That is the problem. Like, I'm, I'm aiming for a high standard of production with a, a low level of intelligence. So that is a, that is a difficult combo for me. <laughs> Like, I'm trying, though. I'm trying my best, bless me. Like, how, about, how about you, Sarah? What, what are you doing with your days? Um, well, I can't get too much work done because uh, I've got the whole family here. So my brother's here, his mm. missus, and their two-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. So um, she, my niece wakes me up pretty early every day. And then we've got to like entertain her because my brother's working from home. And yeah. then uh, usually I'm just trying to like sort her out and then sleep and shit. But um, yeah, I haven't got too much of a routine at the minute. I've been seeing on like Facebook and that everyone's trying to like, uploading pictures of their routine like strict routine yeah. but doing exercise and doing yeah. this and then a bit of comedy writing like i ain't writing no fucking comedy like it's just no no not happening yeah and no inspiration like i've got my show because i was working on my show before this shit kicked off so i'm kind of like going through that and stuff but yeah not much not much work really yeah but like- stay keeping on top of it there's only so much you can fucking do without gigs to actually work on material 
Like, you it's know, just bragging, though. People are, oh, look what I'm doing here. Like, oh, I've mm. done this. It's just like, you fucking ain't. No, but, like, all the comedians who talk the most about how much they write, they are always the ones who, like, produce the least good comedy. Like, there's only, yeah, like... They produce, so you're they writing a lot. What's the quality A lot of it, yeah. The only person I can think of who writes properly and actually produces good stuff is Gary Delaney. But, like, that's because his jokes are, like, scientific equations. Yeah. You know, it's a different thing to, like, what we all do, where it's just, like, energy. It's the same as when you're doing a weekend away somewhere and you say to the acts on the bill, like, oh, what, what are you up to tomorrow? What did you get up to today? And they oh, no, just I was just in my hotel room writing uh, all day. And you think, yeah. Oh, let's see a new... Let's see a new 10 minutes then. Because, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because, like, this is... Like... Do, you hear a, do you want to hear a really bad story about... I, I won't name them. Absolutely. Yeah, this is what we're I... here for, by the way. This is the shit, Duggan. I'm not going to name them. So no. Don't... Because we all definitely know this person. Sure, and I like. Describe what we're... they look like. No, because only one person looks like this. It's all right. We, we will all. We will all. I'm sure we're going to work this out. We'll all like out, oh. off, off air afterwards. In fact, we've got a chat room on Zoom where we can send each other who we think it is. Yeah, all right, do that. Oh, so I was me. doing. I was doing a weekend uh, quite a few years ago. I think it was the Newcastle Stand, but it might not have been. Um, and on the Saturday. Said to one of the other acts, oh, what have you done today? I said, oh, I've got a, a routine that I do every time I'm here. I go for a massage um, and then, like, it, there's this place, they know me, it's really good. So I went there today and it was shut. It sort of put me off kilter. So I went to a massage parlour next door, but it looked a little bit dodgy and then told me this really funny story about, like, trying to figure out if this was an actual massage parlour or a knocking shop. Sure. It was really funny. I was laughing loads. And he went... Shall I do that on stage? Like, yeah, it's really funny. Just go and do that now. They were emceeing. And then they went out and told the story word for word, but with the most racist Asian accent, which <laughs> which they hadn't done when we'd been chatting. Uh, my mate Will got, said this was good. And it, it got absolutely <laughs> nothing. And they came to the green room and went, what? Why is that was good? I went, because you didn't do that in here, you idiot. <laughs> Very. <funny>. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is the thing. Like racism has stopped working on stage. Like it's just stopped. Like it's one of the good things. Uh, depends about... where you are. I, I was in uh, Australia at the beginning of the year. And <laughs> 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 yeah. To be fair, the Aussies will keep that going for as long as they possibly can. Good on yeah, the Aussies. Aussie. Bless them. It wasn't an Aussie. It wasn't well, an Aussie. Anyway, I, will, out the window. I will happily mm. text you all later on. Oh, we'll yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've got to know. We've got to know. That, that is absolutely beautiful. That's always the, 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 the amount of um, time that comedians spend writing for the amount of comedy produced. And like the thing is, they tell other comedians, and we know how long it takes to come up with a comedy idea. For me, all of my bits, like this is my whole writing for all my bits, I go... Oh yeah, that could be a thing. That's my writing process done there. I think of it like I just have a little idea and I go and talk. Like if you've ever heard like I've definitely told people I've been writing when I've been having a wank. Like, definitely. Every like, day when my partner comes home, what have you been doing? I've been writing. Writing. I just coincidentally also leveled up ten leagues on Overwatch. <laughs> that's it man like people have got no excuse now like i don't know like, i don't know about writing comedy I'll, i think we can give people a little bit of a pass i've been joking quite a lot about like people like not doing old material when we come back i think it depends how old it is i think it's time to retire some bits but uh also like you can't really write stand up at the moment can you it's just no inspiration that's it like we don't want to be doing the same three corona jokes in it yeah exactly oh yeah I've been doing I've been doing a, a Twitter quiz every day uh, that keeps me 
occupied writing that. Yeah. Quite nice. That's good, man. You just got to keep doing something in it. Like, you know, it, it's really yeah. like all the people who are like, uh, like I keep seeing on like Facebook or whatever being like, you know what? I'm just really miserable. I'm really depressed through all of this. I like the people like, and these are, you know, maybe if you've got clinical depression, this is obviously a very different thing to I'm talking about people who are just a bit bummed out by the situation. If you're clinically depressed, you know, you do you look after yourself. Don't fucking do anything stupid because no one will find you for fucking ages. Uh, but... <laughs> But no, like I was saying, like the people who are like getting most like bummed out by this are people who aren't doing anything and like inactivity. I really think like fucks with people. I think it really like fucks with me. It definitely does with me. Definitely. Like I've got to do shit. I've got to keep making things or just doing something to get yeah. going. It's like, that really good joke in uh, in spaced when Daisy's doing nothing and Tim says, "What are you up to?" She goes, "Oh, I'm working on an article. Does inactivity breed laziness?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, are you, you going to write an article? Just, nah, I can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally is. It's, it's a cycle, man. Like I, I today um, started, tr- well, I did my first uh, exercise of the lockdown. I was like, right, time to get prison hench. And uh, within within five minutes of starting, I was sweating and shaking. I couldn't even walk up the stairs afterwards. It's fucking embarrassing. I've started a wow. WhatsApp group with uh, three mates and my dad. And we're doing, we did 50 press-ups a day for a week, yeah. five sets of 10 per day. And today we went up to 15, like five sets of 15. And then I also bought these uh, home gym, like resistance band things. Oh, oh that's yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're good, so, but they scare me, man. Like if one of those goes wrong, you are losing a fucking eye. <coughs> like are they the ones fine. that go onto the door frame? <laughs> that's the <laughs> one, yeah. Who's going to make fun of his one eye when he's ripped? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Johnny Caravan with his pecs in his patch. Yes, please. <laughs> to be fair, Duggan's got shit eyes anyway, haven't you, Duggan? So, yeah. you know, it, it, all right. Have. Yeah, if anyone's going to lose one, fingers crossed it's Duggan. I'd look fucking great with a patch. <laughs> you would, actually. I reckon you could carry that pretty fucking well, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I am, I'm stocky as well. Like, you are, you are. Me. What, what would be your story, though? Like, if someone said, oh, man, what happened to the eye? Like, what are you going to say? Shark. Shark? <laughs> Just picked out one eye. Like, it's one of those sharks you get in a fish tank. It's only about this big. You know, you see people sometimes with, like, an errant snaggle tooth. Yeah. Like a shark, and one of them just swam by. <laughs> just nicked it out by accident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to swim. Like, I'm really looking forward to swimming after this. Can you were, swim? you, were you much of a swimmer? Pre-lockdown. Yeah. Right, you can take that tone out of your fucking voice for a start, <laughs> Liam Withnail. Yeah, well, to be fair, it's been like, uh, yeah, when I was living in Brighton, I went swimming in the sea all the time. Uh, really? Yeah, I that did. Great. It was the one thing I really loved about Brighton. It's the one thing I really miss about it because it was like the sea was like the end of me fucking road. So I lived in a shit flat that I hated, but the sea was right there. So that was lovely. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm after this, I'm joining the the gym in Levensham. There's a pool like right at the end of my road, but I can't go in it at the moment. Oh, I used to work near there. Oh yeah, it's nice round here. It's near the Asda. Yeah, it? yeah. I used to work up that road. This is some fucking uh, A grade content for everyone outside of Levensham. <laughs> it is near the big Asda. Yeah, next to the Asian supermarket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work up there, Matthews Lane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, Levenshum, shout out to the Levy Massive. <laughs> I mean, it's the, Leven, it's the Levenshum Gorton border, but let's not get into that. Yeah, oh God, we're not going into that whole spicy pickle. Uh, I'm very much on the borderlines. 
Uh, like, to be fair, like, Levin Tube in Manchester is a great place to be during this. There's, like, a little, like, uh, they call it the Vale, and it's, like, a, a park that has, like, a little, like, tiny, like, little bit of woodland in it. So you can sort of walk around there, you get birds singing. It's nice. That's where I take my one exercise of the day. Have you all been doing take... your one exercise a day? I've started. I've got a dog here, so I've been taking the dog out, but that's probably about it at the moment. But I'm doing I my need press to. Ups. Man, I need to start doing, I need to get into some sort of fitness routine because I'm going to come out of here about 20 stone heavier. The amount I'm eating and I just, that can't fucking happen in it. So something needs yeah. to change. I think when the proper boredom kicks in, then that's when I'll start doing it. It's like when people are in prison in it and like, you just, you have to do it. You've got nothing else just, to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. see the back of a Sainsbury's from the other side of this curtain. And I go there once a day to buy an Easter egg and... I eat that Easter egg. Buy several day. Easter eggs and isolate yourself better. Like, you're meant to stock up. Yeah, but then I it's eat right, them all though. in one evening. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You've got a missus, though. You ain't got no one to impress. This is it, yeah. But, like... What I mean? Yeah, like that that mo that was genuinely what happened to me with exercise, right? I spent like a year going to the gym really regularly and I did really well. And uh, then I, I uh, two things happened at the same time. I broke my ankle and uh, I got in a relationship. And then when my ankle healed, I was like, all my motivation was gone. You know, it's all my motivation yeah. to improve myself. It's like, nah, snagged one. I'll just fucking lose all the tone off this. Look how fucking pasty, pink, the problem is that transparent I am now. I reckon being like dead muscular and dead fit yeah. is great. Yeah. Like I bet it, it be, being it is amazing, but getting it is a nightmare. So long. But, but when you realise that you've maybe got a bit more pounds and your skin's gone bad, it's a nightmare. But getting unhealthy is brilliant. Yeah, getting unhealthy <laughs> is great fun, isn't it? Like I had spam for breakfast. <laughs> oh. Your butters, you're disgusting, mate. Your butters. <laughs> Oi, nah, nah, yeah, nah. that is grim. Did you just have it out of the can? I'm, starting, I'm really starting no. to believe you live in a caravan now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the spam is a caravany food. Isn't it? Yeah, you take that to Haven. Yeah, oh, it's big. It's, it's a nice caravan, isn't it? It is a nice <laughs> oh, caravan. <God. laughs> I had spam, which are oven cooked for, oh. for health. For health. For breakfast. Yeah, scrambled eggs, hash browns. Bit of beans. Oh, mate! Like I, I went vegetarian in January, and like I can't say spam is something I miss. I fucking love it. I absolutely love spam. I don't give it. That's like a, a breakfast some sort of fucking 16th century king would have. Do you, do you think that yeah. spam was around in the 1500s, Liam? Have you got all your history from Monty Python? <laughs> Pheasant, goose, a tin of spam. <laughs> Uh, uh, make the Lord a pot noodle. If you <laughs> like, it just food has been different. Was my point? Yeah, like also depressed. Yeah. It's like a full English for a sad dad after the divorce. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll still have a fry up, but we haven't got any bacon. It's all right. I've got a tin of spam in the cupboard. It's just it, it bums me out a bit. Do you eat right, sardines? Will, do you eat sardines? Sardine, mate. Oh. Sardine, mate. Yeah, you look like a man who eats sardines. I like, but things like, I, I like fish. No, not yeah, from the yeah. can. I'll buy a full sardine. I'll fill it in. I'll put some lemon in, some dill, some pepper, oil on the skin. Delicious. The oh. actual sardine's great. Fair enough. It's a hot sardine tips for anyone watching that. <laughs> like, nice. We've got to like, get the recipes in as well. Uh, yeah, I think like... Gordon Ramsay's job's safe. <laughs> 
Like I've uh, like I've been. I think it is. He's cannoned all his stuff, hasn't he? Have you st- have you started cooking more? Are you doing more shit like that? Like everyone's been doing that. Like I made one chili because I am a straight white man, and that is one of the three things I can cook. I've also I made, made incredible chili. madras. Yeah, made madras yesterday. Oof, I love a madras. It's my favourite curry. It's the one. It's the thing I most miss about uh, eating meat is lamb madras. Honestly, it's the thing I miss most. Mm. Like lent- lentils, can, you know, it's not the same shit. Are you vegetarian? I am now. I am now. Yeah, I've been vegetarian. You're veggie on you, Sarah. January. Nah. No. <laughs> nah. Like not even close. Nah. I mean, I've thing. cut down meat quite a lot, but I don't think I could go full veggie. You know, There's not enough things that I would eat. Like, I, I, I thought the same, but then uh, actually, like, it turns out, like, meat substitutes are fucking fine. Like, mm. uh, like I just eat, like, I don't eat well now. It's not like I'm eating, like, a salad for lunch and then I have a lovely risotto of handmade. <laughs> it's like, no, I eat Greg's vegan sausage rolls and fucking, crisps. yeah, crisps are vegetarian. Iceland vegetarian burgers are absolutely banging. Uh- are you vegan or vegetarian? Vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian. Like... But you still, you are a bit of an enigma, Rob. I had you down as a bit of a, you know, an edgelord, but now you're an open water swimming vegetarian. <laughs> this is it, man. Like, that's, that's what he's... spending six months in Brighton will do to you. <laughs> man, like... Rob's an edgelord, two edgelords. This is it, man. You'll think he's one of them. <laughs> But he's fucking liberal as shit. This is it, man. I like. I genuinely. I like winding up fucking everyone, including the people who are meant to agree with me. So like, I like saying horrible jokes because they really make me laugh. But also, I don't like any of those cunts who are like, uh, who are like only there to be like a dickhead. Like I was meant mm. to be. I was meant to be before this all went down. I got booked for the roast of Count Dankula because I think they thought I'd be like down for it. And I had prepared a full speech about why everyone involved with this entire event was a cunt and it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gutted that didn't happen. Oh, it mate. Awful. Yeah, I was just getting, like, I was really looking forward to just like not playing the game and just going hard. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like you. You are right, Duncan. You've got me totally something. I, li- I like people not being able to quite work me out. I like even. Basically, I'm a really lovely liberal hipster who just has an awful sense of humour. That's all it is. Yeah, you're I an remember there was, there Yeah, I'm just an arsehole. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is a fair a description. Of, there was a load of Australian comics that came over from here and they, they heard about Carl Donnelly. Yeah. Uh, came over from Australia to here and um, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll go and see him. He's Carl's on, on Friday here, actually, on he'll this do, show. Um, yeah, big up Carl. Love Carl. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, we'll go and see him. Like He's going to be right up our street. And uh, they went there and it was the same thing about, like, judging someone wrong is they went into his show and he's all like i'm a fucking vegan mate yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah. Vegan. and it starts talking about all that and they enjoyed the show but they were they were so shocked like shit i did not expect him to be doing them jokes you know what i mean yeah like Man. i think that's a really nice thing about uk stand-up as well like if you saw someone that looked like me or liam or you or rob in australia or america you'd know exactly the kind of comic they were going to be mm. Mm. Like they look like the, how they are. Like I, I quite like Andrew Schultz. It's like, not my favourite. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, like, you, but um, you look at a picture of Andrew Schultz and you go, I bet he's like this, yeah. and then he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you look at John Mulaney, you go, he's got one of them and faces. Then he is. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if you look at a picture of Sarah Callahan, yeah, and a picture of Liam Wivno, you go, which one does performance poetry? you are you are right on that actually that is a very interesting point like we've got a lot of like complex comedians here i like that Uh, like 
I don't know. There are like there are obviously comedians who look like what they are. Is that a bad thing for us? Should we like look more like what we are? No, I think it's I think nice it's to good. have different sides and like you know what I mean, bring something out that's different or yeah, yeah to kind of shock your audience. Although I think, say, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. But comedians in general should not be ripped. Uh, that is something that. They shouldn't be written. They shouldn't be good looking either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I think you can be one of two, and I think there I think there is an acceptable ceiling on how good looking you can be. Uh, totally. Like I'll take up to an eight, right? Like because uh, like an, an eight, you can be like, oh, maybe you blossomed, right? Maybe you were awkward as a teenager and you became hot, but like above that, like I'm not. I, no, no. There's no funny tens. Have you ever seen that? Um... Not ever seen. You ever done that uh, comedy fest in Shoreditch? Yeah. You've done uh, that, Liam and Rob. It's like a two-day festival. There's like nah. five, six rooms that do maybe eight shows a day. Yeah. So you get like, like 100 shows over the weekend. Right. It's really good. And I was in the green room there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, not years ago, sorry. And I was, was going to say, you better not have been. <laughs> Fucking breaking <laughs> quarantine. Uh, it was me, Nish Kumar, uh, and Clang. Ian Smith. No, <laughs> me, Nish Kumar, Ian Smith, and Stuart. Oh, Lawrence. I'm friends with Nish Kumar. Oh, me, <laughs> I was and in Nish, a room with him. me and Nish were sat there, <laughs> and we were talking, and he said, "Oh, Will, you're really funny. Can you, no, you sh- suck my sh- dick?" And I said, blah, 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 blah. "That's you." And then, but then, uh, Joel Domit walked in. Oh, did he with his cock and out? His girl, I swear to fuck, mate. Good story. <laughs> you're ruining it. <laughs> So I'm sat there, right, with my close personal friends, Nish Kumar, Ian Smith, and Stuart Laws. My other close personal friend, <laughs> with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend sort of had a weird look around the room, and Stuart went, oh yeah, sorry, this is what most comedians look like. Joel's very much an outlier. <laughs> oh my yeah, days. Yeah. So... See, it's a good story, isn't it, you cunt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, have you been missing me during the lockdown, Will? Have you been missing our like hangouts, our chats? Uh, no. <laughs> I basically, yeah, that's why I invited you on, mate. I just wanted to irritate you up and send you back out into your family life. <laughs> that is a good story, though. That is true, though. Uh, like comedians, like it's like to be fair, like Dave Longley, who I invited on this show, but he told me straight he couldn't be fucking asked, and I respect that. He's <laughs> like, I don't want Honest. to. Can't be bothered. He is hench as fuck, but in such a weird way that it's kind of okay. He doesn't wear tight-fitting clothes. No, he doesn't. But And he also just looks odd anyway. There's no definition in the muscles, in it. He's just like... He's just really like, strong. No, well, yeah. he, so whenever I start working out, I always go to him, like, Dave, what do I do? And I tell him what I've been doing. He's like, no, you're trying to look good. He works out mm. to be strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think of, like, again, like Joel Domit, he looks like a fucking Adonis, but I bet he couldn't lift as much as a guy who works on a farm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubbish. Those abs, they're made in the kitchen anyway. It's all with uh, nutrition. It's 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. So when people are doing it to look good, it's it's more about diet than anything else. Yeah. They'll just go to the gym, run for 20 minutes, do a few weights. They don't actually do that much physically. But yeah, yeah that's why that Dave Longley does all the um, fucking deadlifts and shit. That's what yeah, I want to do, you know. such like, strong upper body strength. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to fight him, that's for sure. Do you, ever, um, do you ever listen to Off Menu, the podcast with Ed Gamble and James Acaster? Uh, your close personal friend, James Acaster. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I went to scouts with him, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one counts. Were you in um, the scouts with James Acaster? Sorry, what the we, fuck was that like? Don't just gloss over being in the scouts with James Acaster. We were in the All England Scout Gang Show at the Royal Albert Hall in 1996. Oh, my days. Wow. Yeah. What were you doing? What were you doing? 
you know, we were given it uh, riding along on the crest of the wave and the sun <laughs> is in the sky. What is that? Wow. On the distant horizon, look out for passers. Anyway, uh, my memory of it was James was the exact same as he is now, but it's a lot more irritating on an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joel Dormit was on that podcast and his yeah. like dream drink. So it's like your ideal starter main sort of sure. thing. The ideal drink was a uh, strawberry protein shake. <laughs> Oh Jesus wow. Christ! Fuck me! Like it's on brand at least. Yeah, like I, again, I don't drink as well, but even though I'm, I'm not that much of a boring cunt. Like Jesus Christ! You just have a strawberry milkshake. It's your dream. In your dream, you can drink it and not have to work out afterwards and still have perfect That's abs. It. It's magic, isn't it? It's the whole idea. So like, you could have a strawberry milkshake that makes you fucking fat for a moment, and then it magically disappears. If yeah. You you could you could mm. you could drink a gallon of cum that doesn't make you gay. How does that? Where's why is that where your brain goes? What do you mean? What's <laughs> how have you gone from an excellent point by Liam to something that is such on the border of homophobia? It's a lot about yourself. I'm gonna say I don't think drinking any cum necessarily does make you gay. Being gay is about being attracted to men, Rob. Sure, yeah, it could you fucking edge lord prick. It could, it could also make you a rugby player. That is true. Uh, like yeah, no, they, there there are ways. Okay, no, you are right. There are ways to drink cum that isn't gay. Uh, you are correct. I I I want to apologise <laughs> officially. Drinking cum with Rob Mulholland. <laughs> <laughs> the bring sweetbreads, the balls, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I have. I don't think I have eaten balls. And my ball-eating days are over. I'm corn balls only for me now. <laughs> I get a tofu oyster. Fuck. Have you ever eaten any proper weird animals? Kangaroo. Uh... Kangaroo. That's yeah. That's mm. pretty on that. I think like that's like. Is that like um? In, do they eat that in Australia or is it like battered Mars bars in Scotland where they only sell them to tourists? You well, can get, I, you can get them in just general supermarkets in Australia. Yeah, I don't think it's a big thing. Like, I was only like cooked it just because like, well, you, it's fresh up time in Australia. Do you want to try it? But I don't, I don't think do they? They don't eat it like usually, do they? I don't know anyone who regularly eats it. Yeah. Mm. What's but it it's like? Quite nice, quite nice. It's quite, it's like, it's just like normal steak, really. It's just, it's like, it's quite tough. Yeah. But it's just, it's I like imagined it would be tough. Steak, yeah. Because they're hard, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Lamb was like fucking everywhere. Mm. What well, llama was everywhere. I don't remember this time. No, like, no, oh, I was, love llamas. Don't want to eat those. It, it was like 2010, and it was like, oh, meat stocks are dying. It's got. To, we've got to change what we. It was. It was mainly Iceland. Would you like? Right. That was horse. That was horse. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I do mean, know what you... the time, you're right. Yeah. I do know what you mean. I said there was a period where there was like vans with like ostrich burgers and stuff. There yeah. was loads of them mm-hmm. popping up. Was it around the same time everyone was getting those fish pedicures? Yeah. Yeah. Every every town in the country got a fish pedicure place because everyone went once and they never went again. But it was I'd never a place. The... It was just like a, a table in the middle of a shopping mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one in my caravan. <laughs> like the... I'd love to see the graph of the sales of those fish. Like, dun, 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 dun. Eight million units. Yeah, the end. Yeah, none. Like, it's like the modern day equivalent is like axe throwing places. Like, you can guarantee when this is all yeah. over, like, no one is going, you know what? The first thing when I get out of here, I can't wait to go axe throwing again. Like, if you've been once, you're done with axe throwing. Have you been? No, I haven't. Is it good? No. <laughs> 
No. Otherwise, people would have been doing it for ages. It's like for, for like for like a couple of goes. It's like ah, it's all right. But there's like loads of rules and like there's really like peppy instructors that ruin it. Like they're really like trying to make it like into like their little game. And it's like I just want to throw an axe at a thing, mate. Like I'm hungover on the stag do with like a, my mate's uncle. Yeah. I I want to go to um. There's a thing that's I don't know if it's new or it's been around for ages, but it's like a place you can go to and it's just a room. And they give you loads of like plates and glasses and shit, and you can just smash, smash everything. Oh, yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in so. for that. <laughs> <laughs> just h- hook up I'll the caravan, take it for a spin. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, well, for my dad's 50th, me and my uh, sister, you know, that indoor skydiving. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And we did that, and like he, he enjoyed it, it was fine. But the instructor there I mean, was the biggest arsehole. So th- they're trained to do all the tricks and that. Like, get yeah. the fuck out. My dad wants to go. Like... Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, very cool, mate. Well done. The axe throwers were like that. They kept showing off how good they were at axe throwing. It's like, mate, you work in an axe throwing yeah. place. I believe you. Like... I like uh, I like escape rooms, but it's the kind mm. of, it's the peppy, hey, guys, uh, yeah. you've got 50 minutes. Otherwise, you get locked in Bro. and you're like... Yeah. See, I had, I had an opposite experience. I did my first escape room. I went to Budapest um, a couple months ago, and they literally, I've never done one before, so I wanted to know, like, okay, what do we do? What are the rules? She fucking basically, like, in broken English, told us what's what, and then just left and left us. We had walkie-talkie. We could talk to her. That's but we great. were standing there like, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I like- it's mad. And then... We just couldn't do it, and in the end, we had to be asked to be let out. In your goal, ideal. That's my that's ideal great. version of it. I love the sound of that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I would pay an extra so that there's some sort of chloroform level. <laughs> I literally wake up in the dark room, and I have to get out. And there's <laughs> zero information. I'm not sure if it's part of the game or if I've been kidnapped by some sort of like a Darren Brown TV show. It just happens yeah. to you. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I was in Bristol doing some gigs, and me and some friends were like we're going. There's like a horror escape room. We'll go and do it, and we went in the wrong door. Like basically, <laughs> we were at the the end of the experience. So right. I was waiting for someone to turn out, and then like five, six people came running out of a room screaming, followed by a not very convincing actor in a mask with a fake chainsaw, <laughs> and we laughed. Then looked around. One of my mates had fucked off with the group. Like, what, what, where have you gone? Like, you, you've not been in the atmosphere getting all... You're just standing on the street. And then suddenly, imagine that group be like, oh, my God, we did it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a friend, uh, a comedian who I won't name because his story involves uh, narcotics. But um, he lives in Edinburgh and he was, uh, his, uh, he was the best man. And he hadn't uh, organised anything for this tag do. And it was on the weekend. And so I decided to help him last minute. This is a few years ago before escape rooms had become like a huge well-known thing. So I got them a space at a local <laughs> escape room and they uh, took two grams of MDMA as a group before they went. <laughs> Not a good problem-solving drug. <laughs> and, they went, and they got thrown out after the hour having solved, I think the guy said, less than 10% of what was needed <laughs> to be solved. Because they just sat there on the sofa, <laughs> stroking it for the hour. <laughs> like there is a place in Blackpool which is like a sensory center for like I think it's for like uh, autistic kids and stuff. But it's like it all glows and it's all like uh, it's all like nice gentle music and like uh, softly glowing lights of all different colors. And like I really want to hire it out and go take mushrooms in it. Yes. 
there used to be one of those at the school I worked at. So I worked at a, the one in Levenshume. It was a school for kids with autistic spectrum conditions. Right, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, half nine to half ten every Monday. We'd take him in that. Oh, because I was I 25, 26. Yeah, things like I was 25, 26 and drink it. Like once in a early morning staff meeting there, the head was like, what's that smell of whiskey? I just kept my mouth shut because the answer is me. <laughs> <laughs> used to go in, I'd just fall asleep. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like that is just absolute jackpot on a hungover shift. It's like today we're gonna go sit quietly in the dark and not be overstimulated. That's fucking wonderful. Hell of a job. Yeah. To be fair, like every day is a hangover currently. Like, uh, like to be fair, I haven't had a hangover in over a year. It's fucking ace. Like, it's it's the best thing. Like, it's it's like I'm a boring, boring, tedious prick now. But like, I do not miss hangover days. It's good. Like, I never got hangovers because I hated them so much that I just uh, flew straight back into drinking. Oh yeah, um, you were you were a high. I think you were a higher grade alky than me though. I think you went harder at it. Like I was like a party alky. Like uh, you say- weren't a party alky. You were a fucking nightmare, Rob. Oh, I was a nightmare. I thought I was a oh, party I miss nightmare. These days, I don't ever get mates with people that have now stopped drinking or stopped doing drugs. Yeah, like, this is the shittest time to. I still do with drugs. I still do drugs. It's fine. But like Duggan, oh, can, right, Duggan cool. will tell you, like it wasn't all peaches and cream when I was drinking. Like I was this. This... I'm this level of annoying sober. <laughs> the saddest, the saddest story of you drinking. Oh no, this is it. this is gonna be bleak. No, it's not bleak. You didn't do anything. No one was hurt. Right. But it was a uh, a friend of ours. Their mum had just died. Right. Uh, yeah. And you. It was Edinburgh, so maybe 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The th- we were at a party. The three of us were sat together, me, you, and this other person. Mm-hmm. You were in the heights of your drinking like you wanted to die, and yeah. his mum had just died. And the two of you just sat there, necking shots of rum, going, drink, 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 till the feelings go away. No, that's the not the song. That's away. not the song. It's not the song. It's just keep drinking till the feelings go away because your mum's not coming back. And then we do a shot. But that yeah. went on for a good three hours. Yeah, we did that over and oh, over and over oh, again. Oh, we some other people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a time that year. Like That that's... sounds fine. Uh, yeah, like oh, look, right in 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 hindsight, looking back on my drinking, it was a problem. Uh, at the time, I thought I was having a great time, and I was a lot of the time. But I was also, you know, I was causing problems. Like, there's a reason I don't drink anymore. Like, there's at a... that same party as well. A friend of ours, uh, a comedian who we all know, a white guy, got too drunk and kept doing songs on the karaoke that featured the N word, just so he could, in his own words, have an excuse to say it. Oh my days! <laughs> oh, this sounds wow. This sounds. Wow. Got to tell me who that is after this. I don't remember. Really yeah. Narrowed it down by saying it was a white comedian. I don't know who <laughs> this <laughs> white comedian. I don't know who this was. Like it sounds like something I would do. So oh, that's what's know. worrying. It wasn't you. Good. I like. I. I I've done raps uh, on karaoke and uh, it said ninja is my move. Like go for ninja. Because it fits perfectly, it still rhymes. Ninja is the white boys get out of jail when rapping. That's it. That's my top tip. Yeah, I don't remember that. You're gonna have to tell me who that was afterwards. I don't remember a lot of that period. I'll be honest with you, mate. Like, there's a there's a lot of gaps in my memory around then. I totally like. I was labouring under the apprehension that, I, like, misapprehension that I was like a, a fucking legend. I was like, I'm loads of fun, but like, I am a lot already. 
but like so once you like take the brakes off by putting drink in me yeah 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 i thought i was like a charles bukowski type figure was how i kind of like i was i was drinking at 10 a.m looking at people who had jobs going well you guys are fucking idiots yeah <laughs> oh yeah totally man and like uh i was like um like, i i got i was just like at real peak like towards the end of my drinking i was drinking a lot in like the northern quarter in manchester and it's not fucking cheap i don't have the fucking money to be drinking in hipster bars and like drinking made me gamble as well. It's like stacked up shit. So like I'd get I've never I've never been into gambling when sober, right? I don't like it, right? I hate losing money. It's shit. But drunk me fucking loves roulette. Like if I ever if I like put whiskey in me, I end up like blacking out and coming to at roulette tables. Like that's not That's the one addiction that I just don't understand. Like how is losing mum like money? Ah, oh, like, right, like, I'll tell you what it is, um, especially, right, th these effects are very much amplified if it's combined with, like, alcohol and uh, cocaine, right, cocaine is especially good for gambling, it gives you the right sort of level of buzz, but what it was, right, I started off enjoying winning money on roulette, right, and this all happened mm. in a space, I was only, like, I was only bad with gambling for, like, six months, right, but it got me quick, and, like, I got out fairly quick. But so um, what it was, was I started off enjoying the money, but then that wasn't doing anything for me, really. I realized what I was enjoying was just the playing. It's just the moment before the ball drops, right? And the bigger the stakes, the more that you get an intense feeling at that point. And I'll tell you what, right? The feeling of losing money that you can't afford, right? It's not a pleasant feeling, but it's fucking something. It's like a, it's a, like a buzz. And like it's like when I realized that was what I was feeling, Fuck, that was what made me like stop everything. Like that was like feel, like realizing wow. that like I was like just yeah, I was that I was fucked up. I was really fucked up at the time and like luckily like you know it's a happy ending. Uh, I'm completely like I don't drink anymore. I don't gamble. Uh, my life's great. I'm really happy. Like uh oh fuck, Sarah's popped off for a second. I'm sure she'll come back on. But sorry, um, my phone's oh, no, run out of battery. No worries. We'll, we'll we'll wrap up in a sec. But yeah, like um yeah, like it's a happy ending. Everything's good and like I'm you know I'm good. still totally I'm chill. Glad. I'm I'm glad you're at the other end, mate. Yeah, man, I totally story. am. I totally am. And like uh life is good now. And like yeah, it's great when you sort all that. That shit out and then all the people that you know tell you yeah you were a fucking nightmare yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one told me at the time but how would you if you tried to tell me at the time i'd be like fuck yeah, off exactly. you know like it'd be worse if someone said oh you you why don't you drink still you're really fun when you were drunk you're fucking yeah, boring say people say that to me all the time yeah people do really? say that yeah yeah people say that to <laughs> me a lot you, what do you say what do you say back then i'm, I'm not well, I used to live in my mate's fucking spare box room surrounded by cans of fucking empty lager with bag ash in it. And now I've got a house and a wife. So yeah, 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 yeah. I prefer it this way. Fuck yeah. you, man. Yeah, exactly. I used to live on the, like, I'm so glad this lockdown happened now at this point in my life. There was a point where I was living with Tony Basner and his uh, ex, uh, now ex, uh, who, Let's not get into that. Oh no, we won't get to that situation. But we were living, we were all, we were all living above a pub together, right? And we all, oh, no. and we Sounds all had already. severe drinking problems. So like, there was a period where I was living on a mattress on the floor in the spare room as well, and like, we just, we, we were all drinking every day. Like that was my peak of my drinking. I think I was drinking a bottle of whiskey a day for about six months, and like, Oof. and uh, yeah, and like, which is we had a lock in every day, and like. You know, I was a legend. Uh, but yeah, it was really bad. If we were locked down in that situation, I don't think I would have come out the other side. Mm. Like, in this situation, it's fucking awesome. Like, I'm genuinely like, uh, yeah, I count myself very, very lucky. 
you weren't a bad person when you were drinking, but I do like you a lot more now that you're not. Yeah, I think that... that like, I liked I think, you when you were drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the consensus, really. Like, every, every, no one has been surprised that I stopped drinking. No one's like, what are you? Like, you know, like, oh, like, everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> you got like, to do it when you're young as well because I think yeah. like drinkers that still are drinking into their like way into their 40s mm-hmm. it's like you might as well just saw, carry on now. I saw a few people <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. A... yeah you might as well you, you might make it to 90 but you might as well fuck it yeah you just, are your fucked your life's over anyway just mate showing yeah. off this mortal coil as <laughs> fucked as you can don't, I do think what, it's sad don't even leave that what you 45 don't even leave the house don't shower <laughs> have you got a shed Wait. go sit in your shed and rock Hope you that COVID comes for you. Comics, like 45, 50, and they're drinking like they're 20. You're like, fucking hell, mate, come on. Yeah, no, no that, that was yeah, it. Like, it's a bit be, embarrassing. Be, it? Be, well, it depends who it is. There's a few, there's a, there is a few who carry it well who are still fucking legends, but like, not many of them. And like, there was a few people who I know who like, uh, I love, and I was just like, I don't really want to do that. You know, like, um, yeah. I, I, you, I just saw down the line where I was going and it was like sad and bleak. And I was like, oh, if I just stop all this, I think I could have a nice, very happy life. And I, I'm doing that. It's nice. You know, <laughs> like, uh, genuinely. And also just like ambitions as well. Like you seem like you're an ambitious guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I want to do At cool the end of the day, any, you know, any addiction is just going to hinder that. So if you want to take your career seriously or your life seriously, you have to this is it. make some sacrifices. I realised like uh, at the, towards the end of like, uh, like uh, not like just over about, this was probably about 18 months ago, right, when I was stopping drinking. Uh, like At that point, I was working a day job running a market stall in the Arndale Centre in Manchester that I'd had to pick up because I was fucking broke. And then I did the maths and I realised I was drinking more than I was earning at that day job, right? So that whole day job and then a good portion of my comedy income was just funding my uh, drinking. That was all it was. I was spending wow. so much. A, n- a normal night out for me was like 80 quid because like I drink loads. So I used to, um, so I would host- Mental, uh, mental. I don't have money like that. I'm broke. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would host uh, Red Roar at the Stan Comedy Club, right? And I would get paid at the end of the night in the little brown envelope. Yeah. But up until that point, I'd have been on a tab at the bar going, I'll pay you when I get my wages and the mm-hmm. money would go into the hand and then behind the bar. And I'd yeah. go, that's uh, do you know, Alex Boardman, a comedian. Mm, he was, yeah. when, I first, when I first started, he was really good to me. Like he was my first paid gigs. And it was the one bit of advice. He said, you've got to be careful with drinking mm. because your, your work is in a licensed place where you're with your mates and they often give you an envelope full of cash at the end. Yeah. And me and, and me free and Pete, booze sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you, you can drink while you're doing it. Yeah. Mm. Like it's an absolute fucking killer. Yeah. That's what it's really what got me. It was when I was like, um, my, my drinking has always been like, I, I was always like a mental drinker. Like there's always, there's tons of stories throughout my life of me being a fuck up with drink. Like always. But like, it was really bad when I was like, uh, when I, when I became full time at comedy, because like you've got nothing to get up for in the morning. You're going around the place meeting new people who all want to get pissed with you. Especially if you tell stories on stage about what like these crazy nights out and stuff. People afterwards are like just they, they throw drunk uh, drugs and drink it. Yeah, and like 
look, I'm not saying it was terrible. And if you threw drugs and drink at me during that time, <laughs> thank you very much. I'm sure I had a wonderful time. I did. Like, I had a fucking great time loads of times, but it was also destroying every other aspect of my life. So, like, I just had to wind it in. Like, and I'm glad I did. And, like, I never thought I'd be, like, the... I was always like, fuck these pussies who get into, like, marathons in the 30s. But, like, yeah. I, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Like, I'm, I'm one step away from a fucking triathlon guy at this I'm point. I'm on the 0% fucking... Lagers. Yeah, hi, the Heine- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss London so much, man. <laughs> uh, that is absolutely perfect. You know what, like, I think that might be a good place to wind this up because, like, <laughs> that is just putting a button on everything. That was so great, mate. Like, uh, it's been really great chatting to you guys, you know, and, like, I'm doing a lot of these, so if you want to come back on at any point and we'll mix up the groups, it'll be a lot of fun. Before we go, though, uh, do let everyone know who you are, where they can find you, all that sort of stuff we'll go around in, uh, in turn so you can like plug anything absolutely anything you want so we'll start with you liam with nail uh liam with now follow me on twitter i'm on twitch as well i do a crossword every morning at 11 a.m it's not as shit as it sounds and starting from tomorrow we're gonna be live streaming animal crossing nice oh that'll be lovely that'll be the most adorable shit that you can possibly get like um, some awesome content yeah my girlfriend's playing that at the moment she keeps screaming because she gets bitten by a spider even on animal crossing still screaming it's uh it's a long lockdown um so yeah, that's awesome mate thank you for coming on uh sarah callahan tell people about yourself uh hello i'm sarah callahan um you can get me on instagram at s callahan one the number one um and um i'm doing a you can get the link on facebook i'm doing a comedy chat show every tuesday um it's called hibernation street uh our chat to free comedians a bit like this yeah. um, so please get that and also on my instagram i'm selling books because i do poetry as well if you want to buy my book from ashes we rise please get that just dm me and i'll send it to you nice and like uh, i can i can highly like I, I will i will endorse sarah's poetry right there's not a lot of poetry i'm going to stand up for on this show but sarah's is genuinely Appreciate brilliant it. like she's a wonderful writer so like you will actually enjoy that like uh, so there Thanks, you go man. yeah so check that out and also will duggan tell them where your caravan is where they can find you <laughs> you can find me uh in your dreams uh <laughs> uh twitter at will duggan double l double g a n I'll do a pub quiz every night, 5.45. Uh, I've got a podcast coming out next week on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts uh, with Laura Lex, which is about uh, lovely days out. Which nice. Laura was on this show a couple of days ago. Uh, and she uh, Yesterday, maybe. I've, I've been doing a lot of these. I think it was yesterday, and she was absolutely brilliant. So people who watch this already love her. So do check out that podcast. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Anything and, else? Uh, uh, if, if you're bored, my phone number is 07590 040 920. Send me a text. I'm going to say... Is that your actual number? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, uh, like, I just want to say everyone in chat uh, currently, like, feel free to do whatever you will with that number. Uh, enjoy that. That was 07590 <laughs> 920. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, that's going to be the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy those text messages. I'm sure they'll be very wholesome. Thank you very much, Will. Uh, this has been genuinely lovely. Great to have you. I'm sorry about all the tech difficulties at the start. Honestly, one of these days I am going to explode uh, before a show starts. I'm very bad with managing frustration. So, uh, if you've seen any of my other YouTube videos, you'll know. I'm putting another one out in a second about all the fucking clapping and how it needs to fuck off. 
Um, so yeah, like subscribe to my YouTube. You're on it right now. If you're watching this, like give us a like and a subscribe. Fucking hate being a YouTuber, man. It fucking shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, go on my mailing list. That's on my website, robcomedy.co.uk. You can also watch my stand-up comedy special. That'll be popping up in a little box. In a second, I'll put a box on the thing so you can click it and watch it. It's funny. Oh, I'm so fucking bored of this. Uh, oh, donate to the Trussell Trust. Shit, I've not mentioned that. It's on the screen anyway. It keeps going round. So, I, you know, donate to the Trussell Trust. Um, just find, Google them. Right, uh, there we go. That's the end of this one. We're back with another one of these very shortly. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being here today. You've been wonderful, wonderful guests. And I hope your lockdown is all right. We'll catch you again soon. This has been Inside, Inside, In. Living La Vida Lockdown. Fuck off. We still on?